Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining me today on the Divine Messages podcast. My name is Karina, and I am a psychic medium out of Calgary, Alberta. Today, I have another one of my lovely students coming on here with me to share her spiritual journey with all of you. So everyone, please help me welcome Pam to the podcast. Pam, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad you came on here with me. I love having guests on this podcast, especially students, because I think it's so important for us to share our experiences because there's a lot of people out there going through very similar things and they don't really have direction. Absolutely. It's an honor. I'm a total fan of the pod. So this is uh, kind of a big deal. I love that. Well, let's go <laughs> back in time and tell everybody how we found each other because... I'm a firm believer in things happening as they should and spirit guides you to the people that you need. Well, I actually found you first and it was through the podcast. It was the start of uh, the lockdowns in June of 2020. And I had set up a paint studio in my garage for me and my kids to do some poor painting therapy, I called it. And um, I was just looking for a podcast when I was out there by myself to just learn about something new. And I was, I was really looking for something spiritually. And I want to say I typed in into the search for a podcast, the word angels. And yours was the first one that came up. And every time I've tried to recreate that search, I can't find you. Of course. Um, yeah, so I was really led to you. So everything does happen for a reason. I'm, and I'm confident I was there to to find you because with each podcast I listened to, I was, I found myself relating to you and your life experiences, um, your traumas, even, and everything was just so bang on with where I was at and how I was feeling and the things that I was looking for answers for you were answering. So it was, it was really magical for me to listen to you. I have to laugh because I think that it's amazing when people say that to me, oh my God, I typed in something for a podcast and yours is the only one that showed up. I'm like, that's yep. crazy. You know that that is divine intervention at its best. You can't make this shit up. Like you it's can't. crazy. There's thousands and millions of podcasts out there, right? How is yeah, that Yeah. And possible? I was even listening. And then I learned that you were in Calgary, which is only an hour from me. I'm just North of Calgary. So it was even more crazy that like you were local. Right. How weird, <laughs> so, right? Okay. Come it on. was. <laughs> yeah. So I would just paint and listen. And honestly, I just respected and adored your vulnerability. That's what really, really attracted me to you. And, and I just felt like, I felt like I knew you in a weird fangirl kind of way. That sounds odd, I'm sure, but it, it was <laughs> nope. true. I just, I felt a connection with you and you were teaching me when you didn't even know who I was. So that's how I found you. Amazing. And yeah, and then I was following you on social media and you had put on there um, a Reiki class, a Reiki class you were going to offer, I think level one and two. And mm -hmm. I had reached out to you, but then I was traveling and I said, I can't come in this one. I'll check back later. And when you had posted a couple of months later, I jumped on it. I, I knew this was it was calling me. It was my time. Mm -hmm. And that was in March of 2022. Cause I actually looked it up this morning. Cause I was thinking, yes. wait, when did I actually like meet you? And yeah, it's that's just over when a year it was. Ago. Yeah. Yep. That was my calling. And I really didn't know why I wanted to do that or needed to do that other than 
I had kind of experienced a bunch of setbacks in my life and my own spiritual journey. And I was looking to protect my energy. Um, and I thought, what better way than, than to learn Reiki? I'd, I'd been a client of, I've had Reiki treatment done on me before, and I knew how effective it was. And I, I was really interested in it and just wanted to learn how to tap into that and honestly, just protect myself. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And even in the class that we did, I think there were six of you in that one. Um, yeah, it was a big class. I just remember when, you know, you and I would have like little conversations and I was very drawn to you as well. And I, not that I'm not to others, it's just sometimes we meet someone where we're like, it's that past life connection where I'm like, I just know you. And I was instantly comfortable. And Absolutely. I just remember feeling that the whole weekend that we were, you know, we had the class. And from there, you decided to come into the online mediumship class, yeah. right? Yeah. When we had talked, actually, I, I think I'd come to a reading with you after that. I booked a reading with you, actually. Oh, yes. Sorry, you did. And sorry, from there, on. you suggested I go into the mediumship classes. And I was I was so thrilled. I was I was honored. I was blown away. I was scared. I had I had no idea what I was doing. I was like, okay, uh, <laughs> I'll try. It. If you think okay. I can do this, then absolutely. I mean, I've always known I was intuitive, but I had no clue mm -hmm. that that it was really much more than that. Than you know, than your mother's intuition and your gut instincts and. And that I was, I knew I was an empath and that was kind of part of the problems that led to me coming to you is how do I protect my, my energy and this empathetic nature kind of opens a door to sort of good and bad. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and how do I manage that a little bit better? So, so those were some of the things that I was coming to you for with, with guidance really. Mm -hmm. And then you did show up to the mediumship classes and I'd yes. be like, um, and if you've ever doubted yourself, please never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. always so spot on with everybody. And, and, you know, in a class like that, like there's different people that show up every three weeks. And in that time frame that you had been coming to class, you were one of the ones that would be like, I'm there every three weeks, like there, you know, unless something major, yeah. you were traveling or whatnot, you would show up when people do that in a class it shows me how serious they are about this ability that they want to develop because that was me back in the day. I went to class every week, just like I needed to understand. I always knew that I could see dead people and like talk to them <laughs> and stuff, but I didn't know how to do it safely. And so, and how yeah. to manage that and like not open up to everything out there. There's, you know, a lot of negative as well. And mm -hmm. I wanted to know how the same thing, how to protect myself, how to do this properly. And I took it so seriously. And I'm so grateful because of where I am today on my journey. And I, with even you, even when you would come to class and you were the one that was one of the ones I should say that is so dedicated all the time. I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. And you would just give it your all and you were always so spot on. And then just recently you were drawn to come and do your master's and that class was incredible, incredible. It and was. There's so many things that happened in that class. And I think we can share some yeah. of that today. Some <laughs> sure. weird stuff was happening. Yes. And, you know, actually, I do want to go back a little bit too, because even in a couple of the classes, you had said, 
I would love to practice. I want to like do a little bit of practice on others. And I Mm -hmm. remember messaging you, something made me message you someone up above. And I said, Hey, so I could use like a little bit of insight here. Why don't you practice on me? And I never said a word to you. I just said, just tell me what you get. (laughs) And oh my God, you started firing all these like messages at me on Facebook messenger. And I sat there like in disbelief because I mean, I do this for my job, but to have someone do it for me and it be so accurate was just mind blowing. I sat there going, I never told you any of this. Oh, and you were first of all, I shook in my boots when you asked me, (laughs) (laughs) really, it was very intimidating, but I was, I was also very excited. I was, I was honored and I was, I was excited. And I, we, we just come off a, a pretty good class where, where I, I came out of that with some confidence. I can't, yeah. I can't remember what I, what I had read, but it was, um, I think I had picked you up in that class. Actually. I think that was the one I was reading for another student. And, um, last second I picked up something and you had jumped on after and said, Oh, I think that's for me. And I was like, what, <laughs> what just <laughs> happened here? So yeah. Mm-hmm. Then, then I think you had asked. I mean, after, right after that class. Oh, is that as, how, okay, that could be it. I think that's how it was. But either way, it was. Um, yeah, I was honored to read for you, and I was shocked when it when it did flow. And you were so generous in how you gave me the feedback right away of of the things that were hitting. And as you gave me that feedback, I was able to go deeper. Yep, and ask those questions a little bit deeper because I I think the initial read is what is the hardest and the biggest learning curve. Mm -hmm. So from there, I was, I was able to like, once you validate, I was flying after that. And and I was, I was good to give you my um, clear interpretations of it a lot easier after that, but it was first one is always the hardest. And I think it is much more difficult to read for somebody that you already know like your friends your right. acquaintances it's, so, it's 10 times harder when you do a reading for a stranger it can be intimidating but i find it actually easier because i have nothing in my head that i know about that person it's just a blank slate so whatever comes in at me i know to trust it's easy and yeah. so obviously you've known about my life and things from the podcast and us in, in conversation right. in class and whatever but the things that you told me, you couldn't have possibly known. And I thought, wow, okay. And not only was I blown away by what you had said, it was so needed because I actually needed mm-hmm. that advice. It wasn't just validation, which is amazing. Validation's wonderful. But it was the advice that I needed from spirit through you. And yeah. I went into a particular situation in my life protected to a degree. <laughs> I shouldn't say protected. Right. To a Let me take that back. But <laughs> um. <laughs> I went into that particular situation knowing what to expect and I wasn't right. completely blindsided because I had already had the heads up. And so right. that was thanks to you. And so I just kept saying to you, I'm like, oh my God, I never told you any of these like, you know, little details and, mm-hmm. and things like that. And I think I actually sent you a message on like a voice clip on Messenger. And I said, if you ever doubt yourself again, I'm going to <laughs> you hurt did. you or slap you or something. Because <laughs> I was like, 
wow, you just came right out of your shell. And I said, let's go. You've got to get to work now. Like you just proved it to yourself, not to me or anyone else. You proved it to yourself that you can hear and see correctly. Let's go. Yeah. And that was the push that I really needed too. I, I was still really hesitant and doubtful and am I making up stories and throwing in my two cents? And like, is that my ego jumping in the way? And, um, like I said, it was, uh, I liked when I got that little bit of a validation to, to then kind of roll with the rest of the advice, because I mean, it was, once I knew the situation that I was on track with it, then the advice came through so clear. Yes. And that, that's not something that was coming from me. I did know the difference once once I got on that clear track, then I couldn't get off of it. Then it was like, okay, blah, 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 blah. Here's all of it. Yep. And it was and, spot on, spot on. Yeah. And then now we can go back to masters and say what happened that weekend. Cause it started to yes. get a bit weird and in a great way. I mean, but you yeah. have channeled my father before. Um, he definitely goes through everybody that he can to get his point across whoever will like whoever can see him and feel him boy he will make sure that he gets his message out and so you have channeled him a few times and yes not the way that you did at masters and no I think being in your home was was loud and clear for me he's he made that a lot easier when I got there for Mm -hmm. whatever and he was he was coming through in some really uh fun ways which um (laughs) we could probably get to but when I showed up and I'd been to your home before and I hadn't felt him the previous time right but he had started to come through in a in a class previously Mm -hmm. and I'll connect that later but we had just come in and we're kind of grabbing a coffee and getting settled and um, you had your two little dogs in the pantry, which you had the class before as well. And they were quiet the entire weekend in level one and two, but peanut, I think is his name. Peanut, peanut little guy. Yes. Yeah. Started barking <laughs> yeah. after a little bit. And I'm like, why is he barking? He never barks. Never. We, like most people don't even know you have a dog. Right. I have two. You would never, let know. alone two in there. Hmm? And it was only him that was barking. And And I just kept getting like these nudges, like, this is for you. This is for you. I knew for whatever reason, this dog was barking that it was because I wasn't speaking Mm -hmm. and I wasn't, I wasn't voicing these messages that were coming through. Mm -hmm. So once we got settled in, I just didn't want to be rude really was what it was, was we were getting set up for class and whatnot. And I'm like, you need to tell them. So on the whole way to class, I was, I was getting these messages So on my whole hour drive to the master's class. Mm-hmm. So, wow. yeah, I was like, okay, um, I'm making up stuff again. I was telling myself, no, it's not, a, <laughs> it's not what it is. <laughs> I was downplaying the whole thing. Yep. So once I, once the dog started barking, I was like, okay, that's a nudge. That's a push. That's mm-hmm. a push. So I think. He quietened down for a while once we got into class, got rolling and rolling. And I just kept feeling like there was a distraction around you. Like I just kept seeing movements. And as you were trying to teach, I'm zoning out and and getting completely distracted. And the dog starts barking again, like from nowhere. So like, oh my God. Okay. And you're like, are you getting something? (laughs) Do you know how I knew? 
because no. I took, because I was in the middle, yes, of teaching and I've got all this in my head that I've got to get out and relate to all of you. And I remember I looked, I looked over at you and you reminded me of me when I go into that trance, when I'm channeling, I just uh -huh. kind of have a blank stare. Like I'm not present. I'm somewhere else. I'm on the other side. And I've seen it. And the only reason I know that is because when I've been recorded in group readings and stuff and I watch it back and I'm like, wow, I totally look like I'm out to lunch in that. Like I'm not looking there. up in the corner and yeah, I'm and sure I was Yeah. And so I saw you do it and I went, whoa, what are you getting? <laughs> <laughs> and I knew. So, yeah. So what I was seeing around you was, and I'd never seen this before, was almost like, um, sort of like when smoke rises. Mm -hmm. And I was seeing it off your right arm and your shoulder area. And you're like, are you seeing something? And I'm like, yeah, I've never seen this before. <laughs> what is this? And she's like, well, ask who it is. And we had, you had just been talking about your, your Reiki master, Dirk. And yep. so I was like, well, maybe it's him. And I asked, and I got a very clear no. And I'm like, is this your dad? And I got a very clear yes. And so I I don't even really remember what I said to you after that, what the messages were. I think I said, I have a bunch of messages for you. I'll tell you at lunch. Yeah. After. And I went, yeah, okay. So, so sure. then we, yeah. And once I did that, the dog stopped barking. Mm -hmm. As soon as I said, I will sh share these messages, he stopped barking. And everybody's like, the dog stopped barking. <laughs> yeah. We're like, uh-huh. Cause you acknowledged what you needed to acknowledge. Yeah. So, so then I, it that happened all weekend. Every time the dog barked, I had to share. Mm -hmm. Yes. And <laughs> once I shared, funny. he he settled down. And and he did. Like, cause I remember even when we went and everybody started like getting their lunch together and stuff, I said, Okay, mm -hmm. you ready? And we went into my room. We went back yes. into my room because everybody was in the kitchen. Yeah. And we sat down and I just I said, Okay, what does he have to say? And you just blurted out all of these messages that were like crazy yeah. good and I thought and it was what I needed to hear because I was um I was searching for some answers and some some guidance in my own personal life and again I can't see for myself so when they do have an opportunity to go through somebody because they know that I need it and I trust right. it that they went through you and it was exactly what I needed to hear and then it just kept getting a bit strange after that with the things he was doing because yes he wasn't now that you acknowledged him I'm like all I kept hearing was that he likes you like he thought you were you know a really good person and that he could go through you and he knew that I trusted you which he knows I have issues with trust and mm. so even in your attunement he he was Ugh. popping in and yeah and you're like oh my god there's your dad again I'm like I'm sorry <laughs> Yeah, he was standing right over me the whole time. Like it was, mm -hmm. it was like he was doing it with you. I, yeah. I felt him so strongly. It was, it was really crazy. And I, I feel like, mm -hmm. like I had a bit of a connection with him through my dad. He kind of reminds me a lot of my dad. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if that's, that's why. And I, I think we have sort of a similar history with our fathers too. Okay. With some estrangement periods and, Mm -hmm. just difficulties. I, they were very similar. So when you talk about your dad's situation, it reminds me of me and my dad. And so I feel like they were there together. It's, it, I wouldn't it was, be surprised at all. Like, yeah, 
And that's probably why I was so connected to you and vice versa. It was like yeah. a, a deep soul connection on a whole other level that we can't explain. And even during that that day, it was just so bizarre. Some of the things that the energy in the room was so intense and it was in a good way, though. It wasn't like mm-hmm. heavy. It was just very dense. Maybe I don't even know if I can describe yeah. this properly, but I knew that there was something bigger going to happen. I I think I even said to you in that private little chat that we had, I was like, he never knew what I did. And on his deathbed, because I went and sat with him for 12 mm-hmm. days in the hospice. And yeah. every day when I was alone with him privately, I would say to him, I know you can hear me, dad. I just want you to be proud of me when you see what I actually do. And yeah. when you understand who I really am. And I think you had said something like he was... I can't remember exactly how you said it, but it was something along the lines of like, he wants to be a part of this now. He goes everywhere you go because he's so fascinated by what you can do. And I was like, wow, okay, this is. Yeah, he's very excited (laughs) and he he loves it and he he works with you. I love that. Yeah, he, he loves it. I'm so happy because (laughs) I've, I think it's hard to explain to anybody because we did have that, you know, period of not speaking for so many years to feeling, I actually feel closer to my father now more so than I ever have in my lifetime. And I do welcome him in and I ask for him to always be around. And some people would maybe say that they were angry or whatnot and not want them to come around. I'm the complete opposite. I, I went to forgive him and I welcome his presence. And so many times I've even pulled cards from my talking to heaven deck for myself. And Every time I pull those cards, I always get, I am one of your guides. And I'm like, I wouldn't doubt that. He is amazing. And I want to share what happened in the kitchen with another student. Do you remember what happened with her phone? Yes. Yes. We were all like, we, I think I had just told you exactly that, that, that he was coming to, that he's a part of your team. In fact, I think that's exactly what we had just finished talking about, Mm -hmm. um, so we had come out of out of there with with the whole all of the messages and one of the girls was on her phone and she was i want to say texting with her husband looking up directions for him to pick her up later whatever it was and didn't it say i'm sorry yeah when- she said she looks at us all of us and she goes okay this is getting really weird now she didn't hear our conversation she just no. said that's really strange it's like Siri typed something in into Google and then it screenshotted it and stayed on that screen. And she's like, is anyone finding this weird? Like, this is really weird. I said, well, what does it say? And she turned it to us and it said, I'm sorry. And I was like, that is my dad without a doubt. I just was, I don't even know if I can wrap my head around that still. Yeah. Yeah, That was that moment. Right. That was a really fun gift for sure. Uh, Just an interesting way for him to come through. Um, Also, when you had someone else show up at your door. Do you remember that? Yeah, I forgot about that. That was the other (laughs) students or one of the students and her sister-in-law that I know very well. She had to come in on our lunch break to just pick up some product like sage and things like that. Right. And so this part. when mm-hmm. you opened the door, I was standing there and I seen this cat right in front mm-hmm. of her. 
-hmm. the cat didn't come in or anything, but so I'm like, oh my gosh, it tweaked for me that this was a cat that had showed up in a previous reading for me. Mm -hmm. Um, A couple of weeks before that, I guess it would have been, we had had a mediumship class where I was reading for another girl and it goes back to that whole, um, where stuff came in for you and what had come in for you, for you that you said, Oh my gosh, that's for me was I had seen an image of a Tomcat mm-hmm. that was, I knew a neighbor's cat that it wasn't your cat. I, again, I thought it was for this other person, but she's like, I never had a cat. And you're like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> this yeah, cat has been showing up on while our we cameras. Were, yeah. Well, yeah. you guys were in Costa Rica or something where you, where you aren't, you were on vacation yep. and this cat kept, tripping your cameras all night long. Yes. All the little videos like that are captured on my driveway are from this cat. And I was like, what the heck? What is and this I'd seen this orange big Tomcat. Mm-hmm. And so here is this cat fast forward to our master's class standing right in front of your door. The one that I kept seeing. Mm-hmm. And I was and like, I, Oh, that's weird. Yeah. I didn't and put I two said, and two together though in that moment, but no, but when I went back to my notes too, and I had read what this, this cat, what I had also written down was the cat comes at night to protect you. Uh, I didn't know that. And when <laughs> yeah. she left, the cat was back on the doorstep and I thought yes. That's, that cat never comes. I know it's the neighborhood. It cat, was twice. I, it never comes up onto the doorstep. Why did it come up with her? And then when we went back in the room later and it was again, somehow just the two of us. And I turned to you and I said something, you said something to me about the cat. And I went, oh, wait a second. Um, it was like everything hit me in that moment. I turned to you and I said, wait, my dad <laughs> actually loved cats more than people. And I'm pretty sure he had one that looked like that. And he would like feed these cats like they were like, you know, yeah. like kings, like he just loved his cats so much. And so it didn't hit me until that moment that, oh, my God, it's probably him coming around because yeah. that's how much he loved cats. Like, I don't know anybody that loved cats more than my father. And so it was kind of like, holy crap, this was my dad trying to get through. And he was trying to give that message in that mediumship class with you. So isn't that mm-hmm. funny how it all ends up coming to fruition? Like you go, holy, all the puzzle pieces just got put together and it's yeah. wild. Wild. And I don't know that anybody else would have noticed any of those signs, right? I but they mm-hmm. felt very specific for me, and it was it, he he definitely comes to me through the animals, yes. and obviously, like you said, he had a really strong connection with animals. But I was like, I even took it so far as to go, okay, what? Well, it's this big tomcat, and what kept tripping in my mind when I did the initial reading was Tom and Jerry, yeah, and so funny. <laughs> And his name is Jerry. Yeah. And so I That's like after, yeah. I, so I, I, I don't know. I mean, it just is too bizarre to connect all the dots. If it, it wouldn't make sense to anyone else, but you and I. Exactly. And sometimes not everyone will understand those little weird validations. But, right. Um, as mediums, that is our job to help people to understand those validations and and those little signs. And we have to put the puzzle together. And again, just what you said, most people would miss that stuff. You were spot on. And it did mean something so significant to me that um, 
that's what validation is. And it's actually incredible. I love how they work. And yeah, I think that's why I pushed you over the last, you know, X amount of classes. I would say, Pam, like, come on, you don't yeah. need to be in class anymore. Like you should be working, like you, <laughs> you can do this. And, and I do want to share something that happened recently because mm-hmm. on this spiritual journey, we go through hell and back really. And Right. What happens along that journey is we have faith, then we lose our faith. We have faith and we trust and then we lose that. Like it just, it's this roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And I want to share a little bit of what happened recently, but also what you experienced in your spiritual awakening and journey, because it will explain what happened recently and why we get tested. Mm. Does that make sense? Am I making any yeah. sense? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, my awakening, I guess if you want me to kind of start there is, um, I just, I just kind of had found myself really unhappy, uh, really unhappy with sort of my life in general, but just the way that I was sort of showing up in the world, um, the job that I was in was super stressful and I was not happy there anymore. It was, it was a very toxic environment and it was showing up in me physically too. So Mm -hmm. I was having physical symptoms and I I knew it was stress related, but you go through all the other emotions of, Oh, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. But eventually I decided I needed to go on a stress leave um, for multiple reasons that led to that. But it was the best thing I ever did because it allowed me time to sort of decompress and, and pick out all those areas of my life that I really wanted to work on. Mm-hmm. And most of it was living an authentic life and that I just, I wasn't showing up authentically. I wasn't what I was living and what I really knew was me and what I wanted. were not matching anymore. Mm-hmm. And so it was showing up in physical pain and difficult relationships and a stressful job and those kinds of things. And so I, I was searching for myself and I started to educate myself on just sort of my own traumas really. And looking back on them and I found myself really looking backwards in order to move forwards. Why do I do this? Why do I act like this? Why is this difficult relationship like this? And as I started to really dig and look at them, I found myself on a spiritual journey, really. I I didn't know that's what it was at the time, but that's what I was doing. And ultimately, I I think the spiritual journey is, is finding yourself and how difficult a road that can be. And it, it is full of so many ups and downs. It's such a roller coaster and it's such a, a gut punch. And, and then, you know, like the highest highs and the absolute lowest lows. And it's been really, I don't know, magical and scary. All at the same time. Yeah. And confusing. Oh my Mm -hmm. gosh. Yeah. The confusion is, is probably the hardest. And, but I'm, I feel like it's kind of balancing itself out. Right. So as I learn more about myself, my surroundings are settling down and becoming a bit more peaceful. So those 
difficult relationships have either ended and and moved on or they've improved. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I'm better at boundaries, I think, because of that, because I've I've really put a lot of effort and and work into improving that because I don't know, I I don't I don't want to live in everyone else's world anymore. I want to live in mine. And so that just it really it did it it started with your podcast it started with you and it's just sort of i don't know i felt like you leveled me up in a way that that no one else has where it just sort of built my confidence to this this whole kind of journey and and living my purpose and i and i think my purpose is to to do mediumship and energy healing and Yes. Yeah. Help as many people as I can. Yep. And that's usually what a spiritual awakening can be is that Mm -hmm. you go through that, like you said, the roller coaster of the really, really highs to the really, really lows to where you're rock bottom. But when we're at rock bottom like that, there is really nowhere else to go but up. And our job is to pull ourselves out of it. And the ones that can pull themselves out of it so I don't want to say easily because it's not easy, but the ones that can pull themselves out of it end up being the strongest healers because Mm. that's when we've been given the strength to help others lift themselves out of the darkness. And that's what I really wanted to discuss was, again, the spiritual awakening. Like Ronnie, who was on the podcast, um, the... I think we called it the baby guru. Yeah. That episode. We I know you one of my favorites. Well. He's and he's just such a bright light, but he talks he about is. it all the time. Like, you know, you go into this awakening thinking, oh my goodness, I'm gonna be all positive <laughs> and it's gonna be wonderful. And you're hit and thrown to the ground and you're uh-huh. forced to face your deepest, darkest pains and traumas yep. and feelings on a level where you're like, okay, this isn't fun. I want out now. Can we tap out? <laughs> Can Absolutely. I try something else? And Yeah. Next. Next. Uh, I mean, you know? yeah. yeah. I, I sat with all of my, my dark nights um, oh. with a pen and paper and I, I journaled past traumas that I had buried so deep. I had mm-hmm. no idea. And it, it was really necessary. Yes. In in order to move forward, I I knew subconsciously and probably with every message that's ever been given to me that I had to do that. I had to go through it again. I had to make peace with it. My dad dying really did become a big part of this spiritual awakening as well. I mean, mm-hmm. sitting some, with someone, as you know, I think my dad passed a year before yours. And so sitting with someone on their you know, deathbed in their final days is really relative to the spiritual journey because you realize what's important and what's not, what, what you need to hang on to and what you need to let go of. And really in the end, all that's left is, is the love that was there, even if it was buried, even if it was hidden. Yes. And, and dealing with grief, like grief is such a big process in the spiritual journey. And Mm -hmm. it's, painful so painful but it's also so beautiful yeah it's you know when you're going from ugly crying to those tears of joy that you you know sign or you felt them there yeah that's 
Absolutely. For, well, at least for, for myself, that's the same thing. I feel even as a medium, I think that we handle grief differently mm -hmm. only because it doesn't mean that it's easier. It just means that we're so hyper aware of their existence. And yeah. you, even though I can't just sit and have that conversation with my dad, I know I can have it with someone else's father easily because yeah. that's what my job is, but not for myself. But I can know that what I'm saying to him, I know he hears it and he will, Absolutely. you know, and your father would hear you having those conversations and prove that they exist. And so I think that's a gift that we have as mediums is to be able to feel that deep connection and to help the process of grief. Absolutely. Yes. And I wish that for everybody, but that's what our job is as mediums to help others to process their grief and to give that validation of existence of the other side. I agree. Like I, I it's almost like we're part uh, therapist in a lot of ways too, where you're just 100%. sort of mm -hmm. matching. Yeah. Where you're, I don't know, those messages coming through, you know, that person needs to hear, but then there's that advice piece with the grief is to, you know, I understand grief is we all have to go through it. There's, there's nobody getting out of this without feeling grief. None of us are. It's coming whether we like it or not. So, and I don't think any one person is better at dealing with it than the other. But what I did learn with my dad was to just not get stuck in it and, and stay there to, you know, have that moment but then to let it pass, allow yourself to feel it, allow yourself to be sad, allow yourself to be mad, whatever that is, mm -hmm. but to just not stay in it, let yeah. it pass through you. That's the important part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is a gift to be able to, to sort of bring that person forward for, for people who are really hurting and stuck on sort of one piece of that grief. Mm -hmm. I didn't say what I needed to say, or I, you know, I didn't get to say goodbye, whatever that is. It's, it's always great to be a part of that experience where they get to process some of it. I do love that we get that opportunity to help others to have that, if you want to call it closure and yeah. our job as mediums, we all have abilities. We all have the ability to hear and feel and get the signs. For, for me, there is a, it's a choice in what we sort of see and don't see. Cause I, th I think it is like a conscious decision that I've made moving forward with the mediumship and, and the energy work is, is that I want to see, and I want those messages and I want them to come in and I want them to be clear. And I guess what the difference between old me, where, like you said, everyone has these capabilities I've made a choice to tap into it a little deeper because I want that. Exactly. That's a I choice. I want right. that connection with spirit world. I feel comfortable in it now. And sometimes it's it's more comforting to me to be in that piece of it, that side of it, than sometimes the day to day. Mm -hmm. Because I know it to be true. Yes. And I trust it. And I trust it more than sometimes I do. <laughs> people that are here and yes. now, <laughs> yeah. if that makes sense. I don't oh, know why this is coming sense. up for me now, but mm -hmm. I had to go in that direction too, because I just, 
I didn't always trust in it. And I was afraid of it. I was afraid of the messages. I was afraid to be scared and that somehow it was all going to be scary. And I have asked for clear boundaries on that though, where whatever you show me, don't scare me. That's my number one ask every, every day when I tap in, it's show me everything. Just don't scare me. Exactly. And we can have those boundaries with spirit because I wouldn't be doing this work if I felt it was scary. Cause people ask me that all the time as a medium, right? You're scared of this. Isn't it scary? And I said, no, haunted houses are scary to me because there are spirits that are lost that are not in the light. And yeah, yeah, that I still find intimidating. I still do it, but I'm just still, it's not the same when we're working with the light and the messages are coming in. They're beautiful. It's comforting. And there's no better place than I want to be. Like I would prefer to stay on that side sometimes because it's so magical. And I get it. So it's not scary. The trust thing comes with practice because just as you said, we all can do this. We choose to do this as this is part of our journey and our path. But the trust factor can be something that can be difficult. You can be rocked out of your world. It's like one minute you're full of trust and I get this and I understand it. I've never been more sure. And then something will be a test and it'll throw you off. And all of a sudden you're like, oh crap, I just lost my faith again. And maybe I'm not meant for this. And we go through that. That's part of the spiritual journey as well as a healer, a psychic, a medium. We're going to be continuously tested on the path. And our job is to stay in faith at all times and know that we are not magical. We're just mediums in between two worlds. We're the medium right. in between. We're yeah. Right. And I do feel like I was tested quite a bit. And even recently I tried to do a practice session with someone that you had sent me. And I I struggled just from the get-go. I I was I was getting things coming in. But in the end, when I, when I put them forward to, to the client, Mm -hmm. they were not validated. And so I was instantly discouraged and it's like, Oh gosh, I've lost it. Right into fear. I lost it. (laughs) Yeah. I I have, I, I quit. I'm done. I'm moving on (laughs) next. Yeah. (laughs) And what am I doing? This is crazy. And I went through every, every doubt possible. Mm-hmm. And then I, I walked away from it for a while. I just went, okay, I just need a break. And I, I finally decided, okay, just maybe this person was not meant for me. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, there's a block and I, I can't connect with, with what's going on here for, for whatever reason. And okay, I will try really hard not to take this personal and get my ego out of the way that I know that's ego creeping in. And, you know, that fear right. of failure, that trying invalidation. to throw you off the path. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it was working happened to it me. Too. Working. It does, right? <laughs> Back in the day, it used to happen to me too, where you get tested like that. Like, are you going to easily crumble and go into fear? Or are you going to be filled with faith and understand that this was a lesson? This wasn't necessarily even a block per se. And yes, I will say sometimes, okay, fine. Yes, sometimes certain people are meant to go to a particular healer or medium. Like we have, 
I'm just one person. There's hundreds, thousands of mediums in Calgary. Like you go to the person that spirit guides you to in that moment, but being guided to this person, it was for me, what all I heard was it was your lesson. It was a huge lesson for you. Yeah. And then obviously, even before we started recording, we had a conversation and you asked me or you told me, sorry, a few details. And I went, oh, it's for the other person. And right. So now hearing that <laughs> now, you know that, wait a second, what a lesson that was. You did it get was. information and now look at now you have to go relay the information to the other person. And yes. right there, it's again, that balance of faith and trust, faith and trust. And like we just, oh, up and down. It's a roller coaster, the spiritual journey, I tell you. But it is. I just tell everybody. It it's a test. Everything's a test. We got to just keep going because otherwise we a lot of people would give up. And I know a lot of students and, and people along the way have given up. They've just kind of said, you know, ah, it's not for me in that moment. Or I could maybe see I don't how have easy it. that would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I've felt like that numerous times. Like there's like you talked about classes and, and such where you were really discouraged and you're like, I'm never doing this again. I did all that. I did all mm-hmm. that in the beginning. And what I learned was I wasn't trusting myself and the messages that were coming through. They were coming through, but I wasn't voicing them. Yeah. So I would have written down and I'd read half of it. And then when I when you would give us, you know, exactly what it was and the validations coming in. I really truly was, but I hadn't voiced it. So that was not just for me to really like step into this wholly and commit to it. And so like, that's the test I find I'm in probably Mm -hmm. daily is the commitment level that I want to bring to this. And I really do. I do want to commit to it. It's, it's just kind of grinding some days with the practice as far as, it tests your faith every single day. It does. And, and you can't, that's the up. hardest part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you do want to give up. It's, it's hard. It's nothing really good comes easy, but I know I'm supposed to do this. I wake up every day with the, the message and like the excitement to do that work and to tap into that skill and work on it and, and get better at it. And it's happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then send me and then send me the people, you know, like I want those people to come in that are supposed to be here, mm-hmm. where I'm supposed to help them for whatever reason. And that's what you say to spirit. That's what I said to spirit many, many years ago. Send me the people that you would like for me to help. And that's right. what I did. Okay. But I got I have some validation for you right now, which is very funny. Okay. We're talking and everything's just, you know, flowing and whatnot. And all of a sudden I hear someone say, check your camera. I haven't checked <laughs> the, the cat back. I haven't checked the camera in a couple of days or whatever. And and when I have checked it, I haven't seen the cat on the camera since that day that you guys were here for class. And no joke, the second video, one, the last video is my husband leaving. The video prior to that is the cat on, Tim on the back. video. Tim he came back. back. So I sat here going, no way I have to tell you because (laughs) something made me look at the camera. Why am I looking at my camera while I'm recording? I never really look at my phone and something said, have a look at the camera. And I literally just did. And that's there we go. There's your validation to 
<laughs> Thank you, Jerry. Episode. There's yeah, <laughs> there's Jerry again. If you needed validation, Pam, he will yeah. not let you go into doubt again because he's gonna keep I love it. just like that. So pretty awesome. Uh, I love it. I love your dad. He's amazing. And honestly, I've had a lot of fun with him. I'm so glad. I'll keep telling him to bug you. But I love it. Yeah, he's allowed to bug me. I told him he has permission. Deal. I love it. So I want to leave you all with this. Sometimes when you embark on a spiritual journey, it can be downright scary, awful, and can really shake you up. But the good news is that spirit always sends you the people that you need to teach you and to give you the hope that you need to really not give up. And when you are learning to trust in your abilities, you will be tested over and over. And that is all part of the lesson and the journey. So just hang on for the ride and continue to trust and have faith no matter what. So Pam, I want to thank you so much for coming on this podcast with me and really just being open and sharing your spiritual journey with all of us. Thank you so much for having me. It was an absolute honor. I just, I look up to you as a mentor and I cherish you as a friend and I'm just, I'm grateful you showed up in my life and that honestly spirit brought you to me and I wouldn't be where I am if it weren't for your guidance, even when you didn't know that you were guiding me. So thank you so much as well to have you in my life. Like I said, I, I was very drawn to you for a reason and I am really understanding why these days. So thank you. Thank you. If you would like to book a reading with me, I can be reached at www.divinemessages.ca or on Instagram at divinemessages333 or at the Divine Messages podcast. Please bear in mind that the perspectives and opinions represented in this podcast are based solely on the Divine Messages interpretation. We can in no way be held responsible for the actions of our followers.